Welcome to Explore the Word Podcast. So glad you could join with us today, and uh, I hope you're enjoying November so far. We've been enjoying some great weather, and today we have an interview day, and today I have with me Dale Tao, and Dale uh, has been a friend of my family for about 10 years now. He was, uh, him and his family were members at Brampton International Baptist Church a number of years ago, and uh, Dale is in the Air Force, and I thought it'd be great to have an interview with Dale as we're getting closer to Remembrance Day and things, and just a bit of a focus on our military and uh, how they serve us and things. So, Dale, welcome to Explore the Word. Thank you. Happy to be here. <laughs> it's great to have you. So, I got a couple, couple. I got a few questions for you. Uh, the first one, off the hop, is uh, when did you uh, accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior? Like, kind of your Christian testimony. I think that'd be great to hear. Yeah, so I grew up in a Christian home, obviously, and I accepted Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior uh, when I was eight years old in April of 2006. Still remember the day mm. very well, and obviously the best and most important decision I've ever made in my life. Mm-hmm. And uh, and the Lord's helped direct my uh, my path both in my career and personal life, and um, it's yeah, it's the most important thing in my life, obviously. Yes. Yeah. doesn't matter what our uh, calling or profession is, and knowing Christ as Savior is the greatest decision. Absolutely. So I mentioned at the very beginning that uh, you're in the Air Force. So what are you, I understand that plans change. No one was expecting COVID this year, for example, but life happens. But what's your plan? What are you training to be in the Air Force? So I'm training to be a pilot in the Air Force. I'm about a third of the way through all my training right now, it's been um, been delayed heavily due to COVID and mm-hmm. and other things related to uh, to just the training system in general. But mm-hmm. yeah, it's uh, being a pilot's been my dream since I was about four years old, as as long as I can remember, really. Mm. And, um, my grandpa he served as a naval fighter pilot in World War II. Okay. He's quite a bit older than my grandma. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but unfortunately, he passed away when I was one. So okay. I never really got to to know him. Right. I obviously met him, but I don't remember that. And I wanted to be a pilot even before I knew he was a pilot. Oh, wow. But So I must be in the blood somehow. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> Aviator blood. Exactly. Oh, but, wow. Uh, it's, even though I don't know him, he's still a pretty big inspiration in my life. And I hold old photos of him flying and mm-hmm. some of his old medals and his wings and wow and uh and just little little things like that that are extra motivation through for, my training for sure wow that's amazing great like amazing background there for sure for sure and i don't know exactly what airframe i'll be flying in the future because um that gets decided in um a couple levels of training down the road but okay um, they like us to have a goal of what we want to fly right in the future. And, um, I've been, I've always been passionate about it, but I really want to fly in the search and rescue environment. Okay. That's pretty prevalent in Canada. So yeah, Big that's country. my goal right now. Okay. Search and rescue pilot. So with the background, you know, you want to fly, definitely a desire and you, you already have a pilot's license. You do fly. I, I do. Yeah. I've, I've, I've had the privilege to fly with Dale. I've lived through it, obviously. So. <laughs> wonderful time we went through over toronto it was great time um what is you know as individual believers you know so church legacy baptist church uh uh, i encourage folks in our church to pray for our military those in you know responders first responders and things 
what would be, as we pray for you and others like yourself, what, what are the hardest things that you find in your profession? I know you haven't been in for decades or anything yet, but you know, what are some of the things that are hardest for you as a professional that, you know, again, we could pray for you about? Well, there's, there's lots of things for sure. And in the profession of arms as a whole, um, you know, whether Air Force, Army, Navy, everyone needs prayer for families of, of the military members. It's, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, we often say in the Canadian Armed Forces that the military families are serving the country just as much as the member themselves, sometimes more, right? mm-hmm. because of all, all the sacrifice that needs to be made at home. Right. Um, I mean, it's, it can be a tough life for, for family. There's due to the nature of the work, there's some, some danger involved and mm-hmm. not just as a pilot, but any trade across, um, across the whole forces. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there are other issues that also due to the nature of the work, a lot of it is around the world overseas. So right. de- deployments are a reality that many need to face, whether it's a two or three month deployment or even up to seven months away from home. Right? Yeah. That's, that's long. That's a long time to be away from your loved ones. And yeah. it's definitely hard on, I, I haven't been deployed, but right. I know many who have and right. they all say like, it's, it's obviously tough on them, but they're stimulated by the work and mm. in an important environment. Whereas at home that, that wife or husband and, and the children, mother and father, they're, they're the ones that are really missing right. that member and worried because they don't always know what's going on. Carrying the load of two. Yeah. So first and foremost, prayer needs to be made for the families mm-hmm. of the military members, um, just going through the, the unique, um, situation that they're in. Right. And, uh, another hard aspect of, of the profession is, after training, you don't always know exactly where you'll be posted. Mm-hmm. Um, we have bases all across Canada, right? Not always in ideal areas, and mm-hmm. it can be quite remote, right? And um, there, it's not uncommon to be posted out every three or four years to a new location, which means you have to move, pack up, and move, and. I mean, my family just moved houses uh, last year, and it's not a fun time. It's, <laughs> no. It's, and that's just moving a couple hours away. Right. Whereas think about maybe you're posted in Trenton, Ontario, and then your next posting's in Comox, BC, all the way across mm. the country. Beautiful yeah. beautiful area, but you still got to get there. Yeah. You still need to leave possibly friends and family that are close by. You're, yeah. If you have kids at that time, you have to... They have to move schools and, and say goodbye to their friends that they might not get to see for a long time. So that's moving is mm. another very difficult aspect. Mm. And um, what also comes with these undesirable locations sometimes is it's very hard for um, military spouses to find work mm. um, and meaningful employment. Mm-hmm. So a lot of these... A lot of military families are single income families, which nothing wrong with that, but mm-hmm. sometimes a spouse would like to work right. and it's not always, not always possible. And then if, if you have children, it's, sometimes it's hard to find childcare in these locations right. as well. So yeah. that kind of becomes the, 
Yeah, the whole support network that we just kind of take for granted in civilian for sure. life for sure it, it changes harder. constantly, constantly. Yeah. Right. So that that would be really high importance for family units and things of that nature. That's yeah. that's a wonderful thing to know about. Is there anything else sure. that you can think of for? A, yeah, for for pilots in particular, it can be hard to have um, the ideal work life balance that that you're mm-hmm. looking for, especially uh, in a Christian household where like. You know, just pilots, they fly, right? They yep. travel. And yep. a lot of time that work can take you around the world and away. Mm-hmm. So there is a lot of time away. Um, and even if it's not a full deployment, even a few days every week being away can be tough on the family. So right. prayer is definitely needed for those um, uh, with dealing with the family issues that come yeah. Through your service, there's obviously ways to make it work, and right, and, and many do. Yeah, and um, you know, faith in God only helps. Yes, that aspect, and that's right. Um, having a good church support network wherever you are is yes is essential as well. Yeah. So, wow. But I yeah prayer, like obviously for the safety, that's like the number one thing you would think of. Mm-hmm. You know think of soldiers and pilots and sailors you think okay well it's kind of dangerous work let's pray for their safety and um and pray for them themselves but i think most importantly is uh keeping the families in mind because Mm. at the end of the day it's just a job yeah what we do it's it's a profession it's it's a career but it doesn't define who we are but what it does define is is sometimes the what the life is like Mm. and Wow, and that's that's the that's the part that needs prayers. Yeah, for family. That's great insight because I never really thought about it that way. I mean, obviously, I do have family in the military, but I never thought of the context of that. Just as you laid out so well, uh, so it definitely uh, helps us have a better mind of how to pray for uh, folks, maybe people we know, or just in general for our military service. Those who serve us uh, quite happily serve us, and we need to keep them in our prayers. Uh, I know I've been able to travel across Canada and meet uh, servicemen and women, uh, different churches and things, uh, who have great testimonies and things. And have you been able to connect with Christians in the forces yourself? Yes, I have. I've been pretty lucky. I uh, I attended the Royal Military College for four years mm-hmm. for uh, for university, and while I was there, we had it was actually a pretty solid group of the numbers would fluctuate between 10 or 15 that we would meet every Wednesday night for Bible study. And okay, great. we would do different activities together. Right. It was a very busy university lifestyle there. So right. didn't always have time to, to get together. But when we did made a point of, mm-hmm. uh, you know, making time for fellowship with other believers and we would go to church together, often carpool together. Right. Um, and then currently I have, three really good friends that are also pilots okay um, and no crisis savior so praise the lord one of them's a fighter pilot out in cold lake one of them actually works at my unit with me and one of them's a, a griffin helicopter pilot out in quebec okay but, yeah they uh they've been we we're all good for each other in, in, in different ways for mm-hmm. um supporting each other and helping to remind each other to keep looking to the lord during the the tough times that come. Wow. That's fantastic. It's great to hear. Sometimes we just, we don't really think about that connection, how important it is. And, uh, in the military realm anyway, and it's so good to hear that you have those connections with other believers 
that you can connect with, uh, really familiar with your surroundings and you know what you're going through as a service uh, individual. So uh, this podcast is going to be on November the 10th. So tomorrow on the podcast, or we won't have a podcast, but it'll be Remembrance Day. And uh, that's so important. Uh, it's it's a day that we really need to set aside to remember. <coughs> Excuse me. Could you describe the significance of <clears throat> Remembrance Day from the po- viewpoint of a Canadian military officer? Yes, for sure. Remembrance Day is a very special day for for military members, and it should be special for all Canadian citizens mm-hmm. as well. But um, it's where we take time to reflect on uh, the sacrifices made and lives given for a beautiful country that we get to enjoy uh, today and the freedom that we have. Mm-hmm. And it wouldn't be possible without the, the brave men and women who fought in various conflicts of the 1900s and modern day warfare as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just very important. The remembrance is, is an essential part of Canadian history. Mm-hmm. It cannot go forgotten. I mean, we remember obviously both world wars and Korean war, the conflict in Korea, mm-hmm. you know, the service throughout the cold war mm-hmm. and the, the stress involved with that. And, um, more recently the conflict in, in Bosnia and the war on terror in Afghanistan and, mm-hmm. and just modern day peacekeeping operations. It's, you know, there's so much to remember and, um, and not only lives that were lost, but those who returned with uh, PTSD and, you know, at the time of World War One, World War Two, they called it shell shock. Mm-hmm. It was a very real thing and, and lives were changed forever after coming home. Right. Even if they did make it through, sometimes they weren't the same as, as when they left. Right. So that's something that doesn't always go remembered. Right. When, when you think of Remembrance Day, you're thinking of, you know, these very gruesome, bloody battlefields. Mm. But you got to think, you got to remember of the, the ones who did survive and had to live the rest of their lives you know, with, with struggling through uh, losing their, yeah. their comrades and, and whatnot. And yeah. And what, what many people often forget to remember during Remembrance Day is, is the modern day losses that we've had because you always think of, of the sheer numbers mm. uh, of lives sacrificed in, the, in World War II, for example. But yeah. every life matters. That's right. Every life laid down in the service of Canada matters. And yeah. you don't often think of domestic losses, right? You're mm. always thinking of, of the enemy, um, yeah. lives lost due to an enemy. But in Canada, I touched on it briefly before, search and rescue is a huge part of what our Air Force does. Mm-hmm. And you don't often think of losses incurred during search and rescue, right? Mm-hmm. You think about the search and rescue technicians that may jump out of the back of the plane, parachute down into horrible weather and mm-hmm. dangerous territory that they've never been before to, to go and rescue uh, people that you've you found from the plane, mm-hmm. you don't know them. Yeah, you don't know their name. You don't know if they're like you don't know anything about them. But you're putting your life on the line for them. So, mm. and many search and rescue technicians 
um, have been lost mm-hmm. in the history of Canada trying to rescue someone else. And it goes so well with the motto of search and rescue in Canada, which is that others may live, mm-hmm. which you can't get any more selfless than that. Right. All right. So we need to remember you know, those domestic losses as well. Mm. Um, the sacrifices made. Yeah. It's not as, uh, it's not as, um, the media never really highlights that, no. but it's just as important. Yeah. And, uh, and then finally this, this year's Remembrance Day is especially important because 2020 had, uh, some, some very sad tragedies mm-hmm. that the Canadian Armed Forces, um, went through. Mm-hmm. And we think back in the spring, we lost six members to the cyclone helicopter crash. That's um, right. Out in Europe there. Um, which was which is incredibly sad, and this included uh, a good friend of mine named mm. Abby. She uh, she passed away in an accident. Uh, we used to carpool together to church mm. every Sunday while at RMC, and um, she was one of my friends during our Wednesday night Bible studies. So mm. that was a hard loss um, to see, as well as the the five others mm. who died in that crash and serving serving Canada. Um, you know, it was it was wasn't in a in a war yeah context, but it was still uh, on an operation right and serving serving Canada. Yeah, so we need to remember them, and we also shortly after we lost Captain Jennifer Casey. I don't know if you remember mm. the, the snowbird crash at Kamloops. That's right. Um, where they. Uh, Captain Jen Casey, she was the public affairs officer for the Snowbirds, which uh, do a lot of amazing work for Canada and and bringing morale to not only military members, but citizens across the country. And and the Snowbirds are a very important part of our Air Force. Mm -hmm. So that was a big loss there. Mm -hmm. Um, And then most recently, just last week, we lost Corporal Choi Mm -hmm. out in Wainwright, Alberta. Uh, during a live fire training exercise and you know it's it's just part of the danger to to train for overseas operations it all starts on home ground mm. and unfortunately i don't know all the details but <clears throat> accidents do occur and mm-hmm. it's very sad you know, we would never expect yeah a loss like that during training but it yeah. does happen so this year it's especially important to pray for um for the continued safety of our military members and pray for the families that have endured these losses yes mothers and fathers the husbands and wives the 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 children of these members yes that were lost and we need to pray for pray for those families and um you know with covid it might make it tough for everyone to make it out to ceremonies on on wednesday but still uh, important even if you are at home to take the time to to remember Mm -hmm. that's what what it's all about and shouldn't just be on that one day but Mm -hmm. um it's important to to show your support for yes absolutely sacrifices made yeah to take the time uh, to really pause and remember what has been graciously given to us and it's been it's been given to us by the blood of sacrifice of men and women uh, throughout the century uh, for Canada. And uh, we really do appreciate it. And I really appreciate the 
honesty, the uh, forthrightness about it, because sometimes we can just think about the past. And, uh, and again, like you said earlier, the big battles and things, uh, and, uh, we forget about the, the one or two, but like you said, everyone, everyone matters. Everyone matters. Every, every soul matters. And, you know, thankfully my friend Abby knew Laura's as her personal savior Yeah, and she's in a better place now, Mm -hmm. but it's still, you know, heartbreaking to see the loss of someone so young too. Yeah. And the other ones, I, I'm not sure about. Yeah. And and in the reality is we, and that's another part of just praying for uh, the military and all people we meet in general is the the need of being rescued. As you talk about the rescue uh, services with the Air Canadian Air Forces, uh, that you know, you're rescuing others, and that is a responsibility as individual believers uh, to reach out to lost to rescue them from eternity without Christ. So. That's a wonderful thing. I, I want to thank you for your time, Dale. It was been a great time to sit down and catch up a little bit and uh, just to give us your insight. And I think it'll be a big blessing to, uh, I know it's been to me, and I think it will be to our church family as well. And thank you for your service. And uh, take this opportunity to say thank you uh, for serving us. And uh, we are we have a special connection just because of uh, life, and we're so thankful for that. And uh, we hope that you'll have a, a great uh, future, a great uh, time in the service, and serve our country well. And uh, thank you for turn, tuning in, folks, uh, to explore the word. A little bit different, but I think very uh, needful for us as we come in on Remembrance Day uh, to hear from one of our serving members. And I uh, hope you'll be praying for them. You've been given a great list uh, to pray for them. And I hope you'll keep exploring the word and looking to Jesus. Take care.